proud bisexual astrology influencer. Bye, bye, bye? Question mark? <laughs> It is hot by summer. Hello, and welcome to Hot by Summer, the podcast that's your one stop shop for everything by with your host, Charmy. That's me. Everything from by news, by TV shows and films, by awakenings, and so much more. So let's get into it. Hello. It's been a little minute. I took a little breaky, a little breaky for the holiday, um, but I'm back. And by back, I mean today is the season finale, which is so exciting. I'm excited to be here. There's so much that I want to get into with today's episode. I mean, there's a lot. We're we're diving. We are diving deep today. Um, but before we dive deep, let's do a little housekeeping. Let's do a little foreplay, shall we? Let's take it slow. Let's take our time. Um, first and foremost, we have got to talk about Brittany Griner still being in prison. She spent Thanksgiving in prison. Um, they're reporting that she is facing racism and homophobia. This isn't surprising, obviously, at all whatsoever. This isn't, like, shocking information. Obviously, that's what it's been from the beginning. But um, the fact that they're reporting it means that it's getting scary. And, um, yeah, as per usual, we're going to keep her name in our mouths. We're going to keep her information in the description. And, yeah, I'm just really – disappointed that not enough people are talking about it. It's like it was flashy information before, but now that people need to follow up on it, it's somehow not as interesting. Um, So people's attention span is so short and uh, I'm going to keep talking about it personally. So that's our first thing on the, uh, on the uh, foreplay docket. I'm I don't know why I'm using that word. Actually, I do know why. You'll, 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 you'll also know why I'm using that word. <laughs> um, but let's get into hot by news. Okay, so first, hot by news. Kehlani is dating someone new. This is so exciting. I love it when Kehlani dates someone new. I know y'all, I'm saying y'all as if y'all are toxic. I don't know who's listening to this. I hope you're not one of those toxic fans. Um, I just love that Kehlani just loves out loud. And I think it's so brave and so beautiful. Every time she's in love, she's not ashamed to say like, hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm queer. I'm, I'm happy. Um, and it just makes me so it, – it makes me so proud to be a Kehlani Sand because the way they love with their full – heart, bro. The way they love with their full heart, they'll post the person they're dating, even though they've only been dating them for like a couple weeks, but they're like convinced and in love. I didn't know this, but I'm looking at Kehlani's birth chart now. Uh, Obviously, Kehlani's a Taurus, sun, uh, Pisces, moon, cancer, rising, and their MC is in Pisces, which means that they'll probably most likely really step into um, doing more film stuff um, later in life and most likely behind the cam- camera. Uh, and the reason why I know that is because I have a Pisces MT, MC as well. And MC is like your 10th house is how the world perceives you. It's like your big – how the world perceives you and your like big career moves. And um, yeah, 
I didn't realize this, but Kehlani is really that filmmaker. That filmmaker, bitch. And also, Kehlani has their own production company. Like, they're really out here just doing these incredible things. I saw in an interview once that Kehlani was talking about how um, they like doing things that aren't competitive. Like, they just like doing things just to be doing things. They're not, like, fighting to be – have their Grammy moment. They're not fighting to have like awards in ways many people do. They're just like, no, I'm in my own lane and I'm just doing my own thing. Um, And they said, even with like filmmaking, that can sometimes get competitive. So I'm excited to see like all of the filmmaking things that Kehlani does. But anyways, let's get into the juicy part of this story, which is not Kehlani's birth chart. Oh, that's why I was looking up Kehlani's birth chart because I wanted to know what her Venus is. Uh, Venus and Aries, dang. I mean, it's on the nose, right? Like Venus and Aries. Okay, so Aries, archetype for Aries. And by the way, I'm not an astrologer. So before y'all are like, oh my God, you don't know anything. I'm like, I'm an enthusiast, okay? I'm just, I like to have fun with astrology. I'm not in these like rigid, weird capitalist freak show vibes. I just want to have fun, okay? Just let me have my fun. Um, So Aries Venus. So the archetype for Aries is fast. It's quick. It's me, me, me. It's low-key immature. Sorry, Keilani, if you're listening to this. Low-key immature, but they really like loving with your full chest, like really big for a short amount of times. Um, but it's it's a big, it's a big lover. It's a big lover placement, and it's really exciting. So the fun part of the story is the fact that Kilani is dating a basketball player, and I knew it. I knew it. Like last week they posted something and they only responded to one comment, and the one comment was this sexy stud. I love a good stud, but I love a good pretty stud. A good stud where you're like, you got good skincare. Like something, you're glowing, you're beautiful. You drink collagen every morning, don't you? Um, but Kiara Russell is a sexy mofo. Um, and it's just very exciting to see Kehlani in love and just – she's very notorious for taking on the traits of the person that she dates. And it's so funny. Like she posts, I was like looking at her story today and she literally posted a picture of like a bunch of basketball players and stuff like that. But anyways, I hope Kehlani is happy and in love and does all the fun in love things. And I think it's particularly evil for people to cheat on Kehlani because it's easy. And I say that with like, care because Kehlani just is well they just finished their their um American tour and they're in the U the the UK and EU and Europe and all that good stuff now and it's so it would be so easy I was thinking about this while I was showering these are my shower thoughts y'all I was thinking about the fact that it'd be so easy to cheat on Kehlani like it's easy um what's not easy is following through so Kiara Russell I hope that you treat Kehlani's heart like it is gold because it is. Um, So that's exciting. And other low-key music news that has nothing to do with anybody dating, but something dropping. SZA dropped her album cover today, which is so exciting. Like, O-M-Jizzy. That sounded disgusting. Um, Let's take that back. (laughs) OMG. um, SZA dropped her album. This is well, album cover, okay? Let's let's be real. The album doesn't come out until we until I hear it on Spotify. And even after I hear it, if it's like not the second time around, uh, it, it, it doesn't exist. SZA is notorious for 
saying stuff is coming when it's not. And I know it has nothing to do with her and everything to do with the label and everything to do with the fact that the music industry treats black women like trash, disposable trash, even though they're not. And I know that they're making hella money off this girl, but you know, the music industry is a very dark place. And unfortunately, SZA is a part of that. And fortunately, SZA is a part of that because uh, we get beautiful music from her. So hopefully the album is soon. It's a very beautiful thing where she's just in this vast sea of water, just sitting, just like looking out into the into the horizon. It's beautiful. She's beautiful. And I hope for all the good things for this album. I mean, I know it's going to be iconic. I can already tell, but it's going to drop sometime. We have no clue when. It's probably not going to be a regular rollout of an album. I don't even know who does that anymore. Actually, a lot of people do that, but like, I'm very exciting, excited um, about this, this dropping y'all. Like, this is really exciting. Uh, Speaking of Spotify, did you know that Spotify wrapped is made or was made and created by a black woman hello hello i was today years old when i found that out um and i was looking at it and i was like there's no way and i did a deep scorpio fbi dive because you know you know the vibes you know that's literally always me always doing that and it was it was created by this incredible artist uh by the name of jewel let me make sure that I get this uh, information correct, okay? Uh, yeah, so Jewel, uh, who goes by whatever Jewel on Instagram and is an incredible artist and interned for Spotify in 2019 and came up with an entire wrapped uh, interactive guide and they stole it from her. Spotify is always stealing things from black artists. <laughs> we know this information, but if you can, please go support this incredible artist, especially over the holiday. Like, I just think that this person is incredible and beautiful and like really beautiful. They're tourists. It says it in their bio. They're tourists. Um, and yeah, that's really exciting. So Spotify wrapped came out. Apparently, every bisexual and their mother is a freaking adventurer. So this year they came out with personality listening types, and I'm an adventurer, which is exciting, I guess. Um, And I thought I was special. Like me and my Leo Moon, I was like, I'm different. I'm not like other girls. I'm an adventurer, and it's sad season, and I am feeling myself. Now, tell me why I posted this and everybody is an adventurer. (laughs) I felt so special. So apparently an adventurer, the definition of adventure is you're a seeker of sound. You venture out into the unknown, searching for fresher artists, deeper cuts, newer tracks, especially gems yet to be found. E-N-V-U, exploration, newness, variety, uniqueness. Now, I know good and gosh darn well they sold this from somebody. Some intern made this up. Whoever you are, you're probably black. You're probably femme. You're probably super cool and dress really cool. Shout out to you, whoever made this, because I know it wasn't Spotify. I know y'all are not that creative. Um, So shout out to the black femme who created this, who has no name at the moment. I hope someday, once you're out of your NDA, you can post on Twitter that you made this. Um, But it's so cool because I thought I was so special. But apparently every bisexual is an adventure. But it's true. I love a good, fresh, buy gem in the cut that nobody knows about, and then it blows up. I am that girl to constantly do that. So when Adele came out, like, 
when I was in college, which I know I look young. I know I look like I'm like 22, but I'm like 10 years older than that. Um, so when Adele came out when I was in college way back in the day, I remember finding her on Pandora. Shout out to Pandora or not shout out. I really don't use Pandora anymore. But um, when I did, I would find fresh gems like that. I'm just the fresh gem finder. Just call me the fresh gem finder, bitch. Because uh, that's me. So, yeah, apparently everybody's an adventurer. But Spotify Wrapped is, like, such a beautiful time of year. It's, like, that time where you're just, like, validated in the way that you're mentally ill. And there's something really beautiful about that. Especially if you grew up with people that were, like, you were, like, I have a lot of anxiety. And they were, like, we're going to pray for you. And you're just, like is that supposed to help me? Like, can somebody give me some Lexapro? Like, I need help. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Spotify wrapped is like one of the most validating things that can happen at the end of the year. So yeah. And last, but certainly not least for our hot buy news, our hot buy topics. My mouth is watering. I'm literally saying this in my mouth. Like I'm reading it off the, I, I have like a little mini script. So I stay on task and I'm literally looking at it at this person's name and drooling. And if you follow me on Instagram, which if you aren't like, who even are you and where did you come from? Also like follow me on Instagram. It's going to be in the description at Biastrology. But I've been posting this, this mofo for a, a minute. Um, for those of you who do follow me, you already know what I'm about to say. You already know what I'm about to say. You're like, it's on the tip of your tongue, Charmaine. And I'm like, I know. I'm, I'm happy we're playing this game. Again, foreplay, right? We're going back to that. Speaking of foreplay, God damn, Letitia Wright could have me any which way. Any which way. Any which. Any. Y'all, Letitia Wright, bro. Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright. Uh, so Letitia Wright was the lead in Black Panther and really she did an extraordinary job. She's an incredible actor. Um, I remember her from Black Mirror and I was like, oh, wow, like this girl is like cool and quirky and fun, you know, like I like her. Actually, you know what? I, that wasn't my reaction. My reaction to her was like, oh, this is a really strong actor. Like it's really easy to overlook um, people just because you're like, oh, like I used to watch a bunch. Like, speaking of being in the cut, I watch a lot of, like, very random uh, UK procedurals and UK shows. Letitia Wright has has been co-star in many, many, many of those shows. Um, and I was like, whoa, this is actually a really strong actor. And then when I saw her in Black Mirror, I was like, no, 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 no. She's extremely strong actor. She's killing it. She's killing it, right? And then something shifted when I saw Black Panther. There was something deeply masculine, deeply feminine about things she was doing on that screen. And she was doing something to me in that theater. She was doing, I mean, she was, she was doing something to me in that theater, bro. And I thought it was just me. So I didn't tell my friends. Like, I was like, whoa, yeah, like she's hot, blah, blah. I like, was in full like I was an ocean I was an ocean <laughs> leaving that theater um I wish that was a joke it's it's not a joke she is oh my god she's so sexy but so like obviously we have to talk about why she's so hot right like Letitia Wright has something there's something profoundly 
masculine, feminine, sexy, smooth. There's something about Letitia Wright. It's because she's a Scorpio. That's, that's what it is. And not only is she a Scorpio, but she has a Scorpio cellium like me, Scorpio Mars, which means she is nasty <laughs> like me. She's got a Scorpio Mars. She's got a Scorpio Mercury. So we speak the same language. Uh, Letitia Wright, if you're listening to this, I just want you to know, like, we have chemistry. Like, there's something about us together. Um, and so I just want you to know, like, I'm not like other these these other girls. They're thirsty and they're like weird and awkward. Me, I'm we're we're a power couple. Uh, Letitia Wright is so hot, and I just think the world needs to know. I mean, the world does know. Like she's so hot that she made. Okay, so here's what happened. Here's the tea. Here's the TikTok tea. If you're not on TikTok then you don't know this, but and you think it's your own little world, right? So you're like scrolling, 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 and you're like, Letitia Wright video, Letitia Wright video, and it's your for you page. So it's for me. Like when I say I was an ocean, I was an ocean, and I'm constantly an ocean every time I see her. Um, and so I'm scrolling, 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 and you think it's your own little insular little world because that's the way that social media works. It's your own little bubble. It's your own little specific world, right? Spotify wrapped, same thing. Instagram, same thing. It's just TikTok does it differently. So I see all these edits of Letitia Wright. People started talking about vibranium, <laughs> the vibranium strap game. Like it was, it was a lot, right? It was a lot. And I thought it was just me, right? And I was like, okay, it's me and these group of black bisexuals on the internet that are thirsting after Letitia Wright. Well, apparently it's so many of us that somebody told, I think it was Lupita. Lupita was like, hey, this is how I picture the conversation. Hey, Letitia, um, I just want to let you, actually, no, 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 Lupita calls Letitia L. She's like, hey, L, I just want to let you know that a bunch of people online are like thirsting after you. I thought it was one video, but it's actually like a bunch of videos like you're trending and she's like i just did a movie like that's why blah blah it has nothing to do with anything like i'm a taurus moon like let me stay in bed like whatever um and then lupita's like no Elle, i'm telling you like these girls are thirsty bitches and lupita's a pisces so she was like these girls are thirsty bitches so letitia's like oh, i don't know and then her team is like look l i'm telling you you need to get on tiktok Letitia goes on TikTok. She scrolls, 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 and she goes, holy mother, I need to be on TikTok because this is a lot. And that's how I picture the whole thing going. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the hot topic is very hot. It is Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright is hot. Moving on to hot by Astro T. What's going on in the astral world? What's what's going on? What's What's going on? So Mercury enters Capricorn on December 6th. So get ready to talk straight, to be a straight shooter. Shoot straight from the hip with Mercury entering Capricorn on December 6th. Uh, that's soon. So get ready to just be a straight talker. The full moon in Gemini on December 7th is going to be a time. I mean, full moon is already a time. But like, if you know anybody that has a Gem Gemini moon, you already know that person's a partier. That person loves a good stirring the situation and then dipping like gemini full moon energy is very much like let's start some shit and see what happens which is like kind of iconic during sag season um it's also sag season 
Shout out to Sagittarius. I love Sag seasons. Actually, I really just love Sages. Like Sages are the most iconic and they teach me so much about so many different things. So shout out to Sages. And then lastly, Venus enters Capricorn December 9th. So get ready to fall in love with your boss. Get ready to fall in love with power. Get ready to be the baddest, tallest, hottest, biggest bitch on the planet. Because Venus entering Capricorn is like a vibe. It's really a vibe. I truly think it's a vibe. So yeah, that's our by astro tea. There's a lot of things happening, but I think it's like really important to like take it slow, you know? Just just be ready to like be an adventurer, as my Spotify says during this during this time. I think the Mercury being in Capricorn during Sag is like good. I think that's good for us <laughs> because we need some we need some some hard and fast rules going on. Um, so yeah, now we're moving on to buy recommendations. One thing that I want to talk about is TV shows that I've been watching. Um, your girl's been a little bit sicky, a little bit sick. Um, I had a little a little case of the sore throat. Um, so I've been watching things. I've been watching lots of things, and one of the things that I watched was White Lotus. It's like if you took the worst white people on the face of the planet and you put them all on an island, like in Hawaii last season, or another island um, in Italy. Like It's like the worst white people on the face of the planet. And it's like genius kind of um jennifer coolidge is in it she's an icon there's just so many good little 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 moments uh are there black people no not a single one not a single one i love how people are like but aubrey plaza's puerto rican i'm like she's a caucasian woman so is that supposed to give you like token points anyways i like white lotus even though it's quite pale, um, quite bland, quite flavorless. Uh, But it's certainly very interesting. And it brings up a lot about class and uh, rich white people. They're just so freaking awful. So yeah, I've been watching a lot of that. What else have I been watching? I have been watching... I start. I tried to start again on Gossip Girls. I always try to start again on that. Doesn't work. Spent a lot of time watching Girlfriends. Honestly, Girlfriends needs a reboot. I think that's a show that does need a reboot. And if somebody could do it, that like the original showrunner, the original, the OG people are in it. I feel like that could be really, really iconic. Um, also, y'all. Speaking of white, awful white people, I watched Where the Crawdads Sing. I started reading that book. And by reading, I mean listening to that book during the pandemic, during the height of the pandemic. This is like before I even went back home. This was like, what is COVID-19? I've never even said that word uh, era. So I started reading it. And by reading again, I mean listening to it. And I was like, this is kind of slow, so I don't want to finish this. And then I watched the movie and I was like, this is actually really good. Like really, really good. Um So highly recommend if you want really to watch really awful white people be really, really awful, then watch those those movies and those shows. 
But if you'd like to see a little bit of melanation, then watch me on TikTok. I've really been in my TikTok bag lately. Um, I don't know why. I was just kind of like, honestly, I was talking to my friend during my birthday, during Scorpio season. And my friend was like, oh, like, why don't you talk about these stories? Like, I was telling her these stories about, like, how I, like, live with the Amish and all this random stuff. And she's like, why don't you talk about this? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like it's so niche and weird. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Just, like, a random black girl living with the Amish in Virginia for a couple of days. And, like, it's weird. And she's like, it's weird, but it's, like, what the internet likes. Like, you need to be posting these stories. So I did. And then I was like, why don't I just, like, post every day for a while and I did and a TikTok that I made went viral and of course it is the most embarrassing story one of the most embarrassing stories that I have um about my homoerotic bestie so let's get into homoerotic besties right now homoerotic besties Honestly, even like saying it gives me the heebie-jeebies because quite frankly, I am freaked out and traumatized by my experience. It's not a fun story. I mean, in retrospect, it's like, oh my God, I had this girl who I'd like hang out with all of the time. We'd drive everywhere together and we'd go to cafes and we'd talk about our life and what we want later in life and all this stuff. Um and so it's like very romanticized now. In the moment, it was extremely confusing. Like we'd hang out and y'all, you know the craziest part about this? I didn't say this on the TikTok. <laughs> the craziest part about it is that we were living in the same room. We were sharing a room. Like I literally had a bed next to this girl. So even, oh, bro, even when, you know how you like have some weird situation happen with a friend or a romantic partner or whatever, and then you go to your room and you're like, what the heck even was that? It was that together. We were like, in LA, I have been able to have some really cheap housing situations because I've had to compromise so much of my sanity. Um, so so much of my sanity. It's it's shameful at certain points. But this was a point in time where I lived, I shared a room with a couple of different roommates and it was fine. Like honestly, it was a vibe. Like I think I had three different people. Actually, I had four different people that moved in and out in a matter of like four years. So literally every single year I had a new roommate. Maybe that's a reflection of me, but also like who wants to like share a room when you're a grown adult. But somehow to me, I was like, it's freaking fine if I'm paying $500 like bro I don't care anyways I was living in this room with this girl which I mean we could dissect that on so many different levels but literally when we were talking about like really erotic things it was she was in her bed I was in my bed lights were turned off I want to say candles on a candle isn't on I wish it was that romantic it was erotic but not romantic um, lights were off. We were in our respective beds, just like chit chatting about sexy time. And it was a lot. <laughs> okay. It was, it, it was a lot. And like, even when things would happen and we get into blow up fights, I didn't have a, like, I couldn't go to my room and just be like, oh my God, this girl's driving me nuts. Like we'd get into spats. Things would happen. I'd literally be in my room with her 
like we'd literally be huffing and puffing in our room like swiping on our phone like oh my god oh my god and then it was just a lot it was a lot and she got a girlfriend I got a boyfriend and um something shifted well we know it shifted something shifted and and for a really long time I was really upset with her because I was like this girl was out and by and knew that who she was at least I thought like when somebody was out that was the that was a marker of knowing everything about your sexuality right I thought that as a not out person I thought that was the marker that's what I saw in tvs that's what I saw in movies that's what I saw that's what I thought to be true but as we know now coming out is like, first of all, very colonized. I mean, there's so much to unpack with coming out. But in this particular circumstance, this girl, I thought she knew everything about being bi. So she really took me under her wing. And I was really upset for a long time because I thought that she had known that we were homoerotic besties. I thought she knew how I was feeling. And I was like, how dare she know how, for years, even after coming out, I was like, she knew how I was feeling. How? Why didn't she say anything? Like she was my like bisexual guru at the time. She also was the person responsible for telling me that like scissoring wasn't real. She told me, you know, you have to cut your nails. Like you can tell if a girl's queer or not based on her nails. Um, she told me about what are those two skinny white ladies? I want to say Phoebe and Cher. That's not their names. Tegan and Sarah. Bro. (laughs) Yes, it was Tegan and Sarah. So she told me about Tegan and Sarah. It was, it was a lot. She told me about all these different like queer TV shows and they were all from the very like white gaze, which like, you know, that messes with your brain too. I thought whiteness and queerness were hand in hand because I think for a lot of people it is. Um, I didn't realize that like my flavor of queerness was allowed at the table. Uh, and so that's why for a really long time, I didn't come out like my coming out story. I have my, um, the story that I tell people like the fun one, like, oh my God, like I was dating this guy. And then like, it just like didn't work. And I didn't know why it didn't work because I was dating this guy and this girl kept coming up. Like she, it kept being a thing. It kept being a thing. It kept being a thing to the point where my ex was like, are you bi? And I was like, no, everybody is. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. Yep. Next. You know, like that's the real story that, and there was a girl at work as well, which we weren't homoerotic besties. She was like a a stud, like a full on stud at work. And I was like, why do I want to talk to you all the time? (laughs) Why do I always want to talk to you? You, I just like, we'd get paired in the office together and I'd be like, yes, I can finally talk to this person. I was going to say this person's name out loud. Oh Lord, Lord, don't need that in my life right now. Um, But I was, yeah, like I would be so excited about that. There was a lot of women that were distractions during that relationship. And that guy probably was like, I'm not enough for her. I mean, to be fair, he wasn't. Um, I don't know if any guy is, but (laughs) uh, he probably was like, something's off, something's off. And it was like the women in my life were – were distracting me. And even further, I would say a lot of these women 
what was really frustrating about it is like he'd see me with these women. Like we'd talk about certain these like one in particular, we'll call her Sarah. We'd talk about Sarah all the time. Um, cause I was just so angry and I'd be like, Sarah did this, Sarah did that, Sarah did this. I hate Sarah, 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 Sarah. And he was just like, okay. I mean, if he had any sort of intuition, he'd be like, what the heck? But that's the part that was really frustrating was the fact that I felt like nobody saw me. Like even in that homoerotic bestie situation, nobody saw the frustrating parts of it where it was very up and down, very hot and cold. We're friends this day. We're fighting this next day. The only person that really saw it for what it was when I cut this person off was this girl at work. We're going to call her Lauren. Lauren at work, I always wanted to be like working with her. She would DM me floods of messages about women, advice of women that she was like in love with. And I'd give her um, advice back. We'd be DMing all of the time. Nobody knew this information. Like I remember like, I mean, it was a lot, but she was the first person. I was talking to everybody about about Sarah. Dang, I need to, with these names, bro. I was talking to everybody about Sarah everybody about Sarah and all my straight friends. And they were like, yeah, she sounds very frustrating. She sounds like it's it's a lot. And I, in my gut, I was like, why am I so angry? It's deeper than that. And Lauren at work was like, I get it. I get it. And she was the first person that really saw this homoerotic bestie for what it was. She didn't have language to it. She was just like, I get it. I understand it. You need to set this boundary with this person, but I get it. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so anyways, I'm going to TikTok about homoerotic besties. You should watch it if you haven't already. Um, it's quite embarrassing and it almost has <laughs> a million views, but we're, we won't talk about being perceived right now. We, we won't talk about that. Um so yeah, it was a really up and down time. So if you have a homoerotic bestie currently, or you've had one, or you've had a few, I've had so many since I was a child, since I was a small, small kid, I've had so many. Um, if you have one, it's totally normal. Like that is a totally normal milestone. I think our milestones are like coming out. That's it. But when it comes to queerness, you know, queerness is gray area stuff. So homoerotic besties are a beautiful, beautiful milestone that are... It's very important. It's important to understand your boundaries. It taught me so much about myself. It taught me so much about what I will and will not take. It taught me a lot. And um, if you had a homoerotic bestie, then you're exactly where you need to be. Uh, this homoerotic bestie, what did I call her? I called her Sarah. Yeah. Sarah taught me also about scissoring, which that's another video that I made on TikTok about the fake news of scissoring. Here's a question. And this is like an honest, 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 honest question. Why does everybody treat queer sex like it's a secret, including queer people? I feel like when I first was coming out four or five years ago, and this is like not even coming out. This is me like being like, I think I like many genders. Everybody would talk around 
queer sex. Like they'd be on eggshells around queer sex. They would like use white gloves when talking about queerness. And I always found it so strange because as a Scorpio, I'm like, I want to know the one, two, three, four. They'd be like, you know, make sure you wash your hands. Make sure you take a shower. You don't have to shave because you should accept your body. Um, all this like really bland like tips and tricks for sex. And every video was the exact same. Listen to your body. Listen to the person. Consent is important. These are like – this is like duh stuff. This is like of course you're going to wash – like we're dealing with people who aren't cis men. So, of course, we're going to wash our hands. Of course, we're going to be clean. Of course, consent is, like, the cornerstone of any, like, fun, sexy time. Like, why is everybody talking about this? They're centering all of it around this, and everybody's treating queer sex like it's this, like, quiet, hush-hush, let's-not-talk-about-it thing. And I don't think that's cool. Like, I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's normal. And I don't think it's, like, healthy. Like, it's just odd it's just very bizarre if i see another like clickbaity thing of queer sex and the whole article or the whole youtube video is wash your hands and make sure you have consent i'm going to slap someone in the freaking face that is such besides it being very boring it's like what else am I supposed to do with this information? Like, what else? What else am I supposed to do with this information? So I'm here to be your big sister and give you the actual tips for queer sex that are explicit that apparently nobody wants to talk about because nobody's talking about it. And it's driving me nuts. So for starters, queer sex can look like many different things. And maybe that's why people treat it with white gloves because it can be many different things for many different people. And to start off, you're going to have to figure out what the freak you want. And not only that, that's what everybody stops with at the article. That's what everybody stops with the YouTuber. Figure out what you want and that's it. No, you're going to have to not only figure out what you like when you're having your alone time, but you're also going to have to figure out how to communicate what you like. It's one thing to be like, I like circles, okay? We know what that means. I like circles around this area, it's another thing to say to this person or grab their hand and be like, do this thing to me. It's also like a very delicate, sacred dance. And you're looking for different um, noises. You're looking for different body motions. You're looking for different sounds. Those are all very important cues to, okay, I'm on the right track. You're checking in with your partner. You're saying, okay, do you like this? And everybody makes it seem like you're checking it, like you're 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 deep in. Let's say you're deep, you're you're diving, you're swimming, you're swimming, you're deep diving, you're deep diving, you're deep diving. And they make it seem like you're popping up and you're being like, does that feel good? I'm a mother freaking robot. No, bitch, that's not how sex works. And I don't know why everybody treats queer sex with these freaking white gloves. That's not what you're doing. You're literally diving in. We all know what that means, right? You're diving in, diving, diving, diving carpet munching, whatever you want to call it. You're doing all the things, right? And then you're checking the the person's body language. It's a choreography between that person and their body language. You're checking in with their body language. If they're twitching to the side or moving your hand or moving your head or moving your hip or moving, 
you're checking in with that. And I think a big part of that is knowing what you like, knowing how you like it, how much you like it, how much you can take of it, and really just be checking in with your body. Like if you're not already like before having sex, I'm not saying like you're out here, Janae echoing like (laughs) sound bowling and doing a sound bath and meditating before, but like do some kind of meditation before so that you're really checked in with your body. So you know, okay, I like this arm here. I like this finger here. I like two fingers, three, four, five, six, whatever, however many you like. You're checking in with your body. So you're aware of your body and you're aware of the person's body that you're having this intimate dance with. You're not really do. I mean, maybe you are doing that. I mean, you are doing that to a degree um, with heterosex. I mean, I do that. But even more so with queer sex. Queer sex is so sacred and beautiful that even more so it's like a meditative state that your body is in. And that's just really what it comes down to. I mean, I don't know why everybody's treating it like it's a secret. I don't I it's it's very strange because then it's like, well then am I doing it right? Am I doing it? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? If you're having those questions in your head, you're okay. It's okay to be like, do you like that? You like that? You like that? Like, it's okay to say, like, do you like that? Um, yeah. So you're checking in with your body, right? That's tip number one. You know what you like. And not only do you know what you like, because you could do what you like by yourself, but the fact that you're doing it with another person means that you're able to communicate these things to this other person, right? Um, So that's tip number one, checking in with your body, knowing how to communicate those things with your body. And three, like letting go of heteronormativity, like let go of it, which is really scary that I'm not going to lie to you. It's scary when you're raised to have a certain type of boring, (laughs) boring um, sex, which sometimes it's not boring. Sometimes it's fun. You know, sometimes it's fun. Some, sometimes being the operative word, but when you're raised to do those things, that can become very indoctrinated into your body. You don't need to stick to the rules, right? You don't need to stick to the one plus one equals two. Try something new. Try something new with yourself. Try ice. Try heat. Try looking up. I mean, you already know I'm an FBI agent when it comes to information. I love looking up information. I love finding information. Look at different kinks that you see that you like or that interest you a little bit. Try them alone. Learn how to communicate those things alone. Again, same sort of that same cycle of, of knowing your body and knowing how to communicate that information. But on top of that, like let go of the heteronormativity of it all. The rules do not apply. The rules, the sex rules do not apply. Um, Somebody told me once, somebody being this homoerotic bestie, said that scissoring wasn't real. It is real. (laughs) It's very real. Um, It's very, 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 very real. Honestly, even as I talk now, I'm feeling like these waves of guilt come over me. I'm like, am I allowed to talk about these things? Like, is God going to smite me because I'm saying these these things? Um, But I'm practicing compassion towards myself. So we're going to power through this. Um, Yeah, somebody said scissoring isn't real. It's so real. And it's like, it's almost like, it's almost as if people don't want you to have good sex. Oh, I said it. I said it. I said it. Um, It's very real. Find out 
really what works for you. And yes, you need to understand body types. Somebody, I posted this on my story actually because um, I felt like I unlocked pa- Pandora's box when I realized that scissoring was real. But once you realize that scissoring is real, um, play with different things. Play with toys. Like add certain things. You don't have to add it from the jump. But like ask your partner. I mean, queer sex is you by yourself. Queer sex is other people. Queer sex is a state of mind. Like it can be so many different beautiful things. Sky's the limit, which is really overwhelming. But also it's empowering to know that you get to choose all of these different types of fashions in which you handle your sex life. And also sometimes sex doesn't apply. And sometimes the most intimate experiences that I've ever had is not having sex. (laughs) Nobody talks about that either. Nobody talks about the fact that like, a lot of times we're told that in order for, for you to have intimacy, you have to have sex. And queer sex is this powerful, sacred thing, right? It's this big, big thing. Dude, you can literally have the most intimate, orgasmic feelings in the comfort of a cuddle. <laughs> in the comfort of a cuddle and you don't necessarily need to have sex in order to do that you can be like hey like certain times like I think a lot of times when it came to me I would make these really poor decisions when it came to sex partners because I would be like I just want intimacy I want queer intimacy I want that thing and I was seeing somebody a while ago and I I don't want to say I regret being with them. I really liked them a lot. And that's why I was with them. I loved out loud and I put my heart in my sleeve, which I don't do often. Um, but I did. Okay. (laughs) I did do the things with the person, but ultimately I just wanted intimacy. I, I was touch starved. Like I really just needed to be touched. And I went about it in this way of like needing to have sex first. I was like, Oh, you have to have sex in order to be touched. You should feel comfortable enough with your partner, the person that you're having sex with, to say like, hey, I just want to cuddle. Is that okay? And them being okay with it. And if they're not, baby, get that Uber and be like, you know what? I'm going to go home. (laughs) I'm going to go home. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of times when it came to queer sex, I craved it so desperately so desperately because I wanted intimacy. I didn't want the sex. I wanted the intimacy. And then I got into these really sticky situations with these people who didn't respect me um, because they didn't respect themselves. So there's no way that they're going to respect me. But I got into these really sticky situations with these people because I really wanted intimacy. And so I think knowing the difference between being like horny for sex versus being horny for intimacy is very, very, very different. And knowing the difference and knowing your body enough to say, okay, maybe I don't need to swipe right and meet up with this person and like hang out. Maybe I need to journal about queer intimacy and why I feel like I don't have it and what's what I feel like is lacking in my own um, in my own life, in my own heart. Um, so 
those are my thoughts. Hopefully that was like quick and dirty. I think it's very vast. I think sex is an ocean. And it's very vast and it's very deep. And queer sex is, I mean, it's limitless. It's empowering. It's beautiful. It's its such a beautiful, beautiful thing that people try to dirty up, especially if you're a femme for femme like me. People try to make it seem like it's like, it's porn. It's dirty. It's nasty. It's disgusting. It's its sexy. It's this. It's like this product. It's like this um, objectified thing, but actually it's really beautiful. And if you can find that beauty within yourself first, that is step one in the process. So I hope that wasn't like these freaking articles that I've been reading about wash your hands and wash your coochie and um, save your pussy. Like I hope it's it's genuinely something that you can move forward with and navigate queer sex with and figure out what you like and not only what you like but how to communicate what you like. Um, in a way that really feels good for you. So with that, we're going to end off the season of Hot by bu- <laughs> I was going to say Hot by Bummer. Hot by Summer with that sexy, 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 sexy tip uh, from me, a Scorpio, who, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but like, it's not just because I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio stellium. I talk like a Scorpio. I freak like a Scorpio. I look like, actually, I don't look like a Scorpio. Uh, I look like a Gemini because I'm a Gemini rising. But I'm a Scorpio, so I feel like I'm a professional sexy time person. Um, And yeah, that is the season finale of Hot by Summer. This is the 10th episode, baby. If you've been rocking with me since episode one or you're dipping in and out, as so many of us do with so many podcasts, I just want to thank you so much for being here, honestly. Um, being a part of Hot by Summer has been so cool. I'm excited for the next season next year, baby. We're coming in hot. Like it's gonna be it, it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be really, really, really lit next season. I can already feel it. Um, but make sure that you're following so you're keeping along with all the good stuff. You follow me on Spotify, on Anchor, um, you're following me on Instagram and TikTok. You'll stay up to date on all of my whereabouts there and with that thank you so much for listening to hot by summer bye